I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome back to Canto by Dispatch. Today, I'm Brittany, and joining me today, as always, is my friend, Emily Lynn. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I am doing good. I am a little spooked out. I logged into Skype, and I got a message from myself saying, hi, add me. So, I... Don't know what portal that other me is from, but I immediately blocked that account. Oh, maybe it's like some Doctor Strange multiverse thing. Or someone's trying to be me, which it's an impossible task because no one is me other than me. I tell you, there's a lot of Emily guns out there because occasionally people will either just give my email address or somebody will type in an email address wrong because I got Gmail early enough that it's just my name. And so the number of times I get things for different Emily Lynn's is immense. Have you got any casting call emails? Only the, only the one. I wish I had gotten more of those. What else did I get? I got some, like I was on some, mormon like ward mission update thing for a couple weeks those i didn't tell them they had the wrong email address because it was like super fascinating but eventually they must have figured out they had the wrong email address because they stopped emailing me uh i get a lot of just random one-off hey like pta bake sale is on such and such date and you signed up for such and such and then i'm like that's not me one time i got somebody's uh not their wedding photos, but like their engagement photos. One time I got somebody's itinerary for their very fancy sounding like anniversary trip. Cause it was some like concierge from a fancy hotel. And that was a fun one. I'm like, man, I kind of, maybe I want to be that Emily England, but. Yeah, but no one's our Emily Lind, our fan fiction writing, <laughs> wine drinking uh, Star Trek loving, Star Wars hating, incredible being. <laughs> For a long time, I was getting uh, Uber receipts from an Emily Lind in the UK, and that was annoying because she took Uber a lot, and I couldn't figure out how to make that go away. But 
there isn't a button that you can press being like, hey, assholes, wrong Emily Lind. No, there isn't. For something like that, there's like, there just isn't. And I mean, luckily it was the the like Uber UK and not my Uber. So it wouldn't, you know, I wasn't, but it was occasionally if it keeps happening, I have like gone it if i thought they maybe like used it on purpose because they were getting you know just because sometimes people will use a an email that's not their own so to avoid spam i have gone in and like changed people's passwords wow only once or twice and only if it's happened repeatedly and you haven't done that to the uber one yet i don't remember eventually i stopped getting the uber ones well i don't think there was a way to do that on the uber one because some things are like, because I think that was like, you would have to have the app in order to change the thing. But yeah, if it's a thing where I can like request a, a password reset through the email or or I would just go in and change the email address. So I would stop getting them. Yeah, that doesn't happen to me often. I don't get a lot of um, emails. I know when my mom was about to retire, I would get emails from someone being like, Charlene. Why aren't you answering my calls about retirement? And I'm thinking, um, no. It's probably good she's not getting these emails because she would be confused of why some <laughs> scammer is emailing her. But I don't really get a lot of... There's not a lot of Brittany Browns out there. A lot of them are um, college basketball players. Um, oh, okay. I've, yeah. They spelt with the I or with a Y? Some are I, some are Y. And then some are... With ease, I can't stand the fucking ease. Like, I know my name is spelled incorrectly. I know and I'm sorry. Like, I I feel like I've reached the point in my life where people spell my name with a Y and I just accept it because I'm like, okay, um, I don't want to be that asshole that says um, it's an I, but I can't stand the fucking ease. Like, especially if there's like, more than one e like britney like like a kneecap knee like i know yeah that's but otherwise it's just britain yeah i know my sister spells her name with an i too because she's brandy and oh i can't imagine if her name was like with e's Ugh, i just the i'm okay with an i like you could put an i at the end of something like you know britney Brandy, even like Cindy, Cindy with an I, I can live with, but no E's, like no multiple E's, like anything more than two E's, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Oh, hey, so uh, apparently neither of us remembered this, but uh, luckily there's a Twitter account they did, and that is on the, I guess, Sunday, which was the 14th. It was our five-year anniversary when we put our first episode up. That's insane. Seems weird to me. And today, the day we're recording this, it's the five years of the boys over at Scruffy Looking Podcasters. I didn't realize we had started our podcast quite so close together. I didn't realize that either, because I know that we started recording ours in early August because we wanted some episodes up just to see the feel of the audience, to Mm -hmm. see... um, if we should burn our podcasting equipment. But yeah, I didn't know that either. 
I I love them. I'm so happy. Five years of Scruffies and five years of us. Like, that's a lot of good years. But those first couple years of Scruffies don't count because famous celebrity artist Chris Hall was not on in the beginning. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess that's fair. Even though, like, celebrity artist Chris Hall is now on the Scruffies, even though he wasn't before, I feel like, like, his aura or presence you know, was there in a distance, hmm. possibly. So, Like, before they even met him. It was yeah. just faded to be. It was just faded because, you know, they would probably talk about art or Obi-Wan Kenobi. And, like, they would get this, like, weird sense that, like, something was missing. (laughs) So we didn't record last week. So what have you been up to? I went to the Rady Shell to watch a... A tribute concert for John Williams' 90th birthday. And it was a very interesting experience. First off, I want to say all the performers did an amazing job. I want to start off with that because uh, my review is going to go a little bit downhill. So, Uh so... I get there and I didn't get the set list. I, I wish I would have, but I I assumed because I had heard that this was going to be like two and a half hours long. So they go, oh, cool. He's going to play a lot of songs like, you know, stuff from Star Wars, stuff from Jurassic, Indie, you know, Breakfast at Tiffany's, like some of John Williams, like classic, classic stuff in here. Let me let me pull up the set list right now for you. So this conductor man comes up and, you know, he starts off with um, the Cowboys over tune and then he goes on for like five minutes just talking about John Williams. And we're just like, OK, yeah. And then Carlos. I mean, it's a tribute to the man. That makes sense. Yeah, of course. And then Carlos laughs about something and this little girl in front of us turns around and shushes him. amazing we both just look at each other and just die like it was just so funny that and everyone else is kind of like not chatty but everyone else is kind of like oh you know like passing drinks or it wasn't a hey we're gonna sit here in silence and listen to this music but i kind of felt that vibe and if i if I assumed that that was the vibe, then I probably wouldn't have gone because I feel like, you know, you listen to music and, oh, yeah, music, you know, it's hum along or not like have like full on conversations about, you know, life and. And uh, I'm looking at trees, so I'm thinking of trees. I have a uh, what does this say in the Tetons painting behind me, too. So I guess just if anyone wanted to talk about the Tetons, but. So intermission comes like not even like 45 minutes after he started. And this uh, I'll read you what has been playing for like the past 45 minutes. So January, uh, born on the 4th of July, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and Raiders of the Lost Ark. So not Uh really, not really a lot. And so... It's intermission. I come back 
and I somehow get the set list and I look at what else is playing and I'm like, oh, this isn't this isn't a lot. And I was just like, oh, that's a bummer. So then he starts playing um, Flight to Neverland from Hook and I'm like, OK, cool. Like, I I know what this is. And then we get to the part where he starts to play Accidental Tourist. So, Emily, have you ever seen Accidental Tourist? Is that the Dap Angelina Jolie movie? I wouldn't know because I wasn't listening to his 10-minute plot summary of Accidental Tourist. I mean, that's incredible. It was unlike anything I have ever experienced. And everyone was kind of looking around like, what is going on? Because he just is going on and on about accidental tourists. You know, like, God bless John Williams. God bless John Williams and all the scores that he's done. Um, You know, I would expect this hypnosis from, you know, like Jaws or Star Wars or even like Harry Potter. Like, oh, this boy who's a wizard and I wrote this tale, but not fucking accidental tourist. Okay. Okay. And I'm I'm glad I looked it up because I knew it was like, I knew I was mixing it up with something, but I couldn't figure out what it was. So the, the tourist was the Johnny Depp movie. But let's see, it's William Hart. It's a oh, it's a Kasdan movie. That makes sense. So we listen to a very long um plot summary of Accidental Tourist. And he played some other stuff too. I mean, he played Jurassic, he played Star Wars, he ended it with E.T. and you know, fireworks during E.T., which I think they should have done the fireworks during uh during Star Wars, but I'm not paid to do that, so I can't say shit. But overall, it was kind of a bummer experience because, you know, I'm so greedy and I wanted more, but at the end of the day, like everyone performed really well, but it was just, it was a very interesting concert because mm-hmm. I, I wish that there was more scores that I knew or scores that were played instead of like you know much older ones or you know ones from movies I've never seen but I haven't seen a lot of movies so that's that's probably fair but it's funny because it looks like from at least from what I can tell I don't even think the accidental tourist got like nominated for the score or anything so that does seem like a strange poll yeah, it was it was very odd. Like the selection I think for this concert was odd, but also I think it was probably like his selection of like the what the conductor really likes from John Williams, which like mad respect to that. I mean, he's the one up there like conducting it, but I don't know. It was it was fine. I just wish that he would have spent less time explaining accidental tourists and like, you know, Put in some more John Williams here, you know. Let me listen to Jaws or let me listen to uh, some prequel stuff. But I don't know. At the end of the day, John Williams has done a lot more amazing scores, you know, from Star Wars. And, you know, I have my biased Star Wars cap on. So I appreciate it, though. It was fun. It was nice to get some overpriced pretzel bites and uh, a couple of beers and hang out on the beach and listen to the shell. But it gets really humid. 
because it's summer too and it's like that annoying hot now where we have all the fans on because we're too stubborn to turn on the AC because the AC is expensive. It is. Yeah. Well, and not, not really much happened. Uh, we added another baby to the family. Uh, little Lily came. So excited. Another niece. There's too many kids already, but if you guys, <laughs> if you guys listen to the Sith list, you already uh, heard how, exciting Lily's arrival was so go check out the Sith list and send your congrats to the Dillashahi family but yeah not much has been going on here what about you anything fun or exciting you've been up to uh, I got my tattoo oh is that what you were scratching at yeah or rubbing <laughs> well, at some, I, I was I was putting some lotion on it because it's still it's still healing so I've had it for a week and a half now so it's getting healing. It's getting there, but it's still itches and the skin's still pretty dry. But it looks fucking awesome. I'm really excited by it. She did a super good job. She was very cool. Like the whole studio was just like super nice and chill. And they had snacks and were very nice. Cause I was super nervous going just, and not about like getting the tattoo itself. Cause that's just going to hurt like whatever, but like interacting with people is not my strong suit so but she had like because when i came and she was asking me like you know because she she had to make up like the, the template for it and she was asking me questions and i'm just like ah, uh you know make it good <laughs> basically she's just like whatever you think will look good so she had the idea of she put it basically like in this like there's like a rectangular like almost like a frame of around it that he like like parts of him stick out from so it looks almost like a like a keyhole or a, like a comic book panel or something and it's awesome and she did an, an excellent job and I love it very very much I know it, it looks really good here I'm trying to find another picture of it I know you put it on Twitter just so I can like zoom in and but I yeah I really loved it how long did it take um, I was there for like six and a half, seven hours. I think we were actually working on it for like five and a half or so. You know, she'd work for like 45 minutes and we take like a couple minute break and then, you know, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm thrilled with how it came out. Like her portraiture is so good. And she, she, even though she didn't she didn't like know him like she said it was like a lot of fun to work on at one point when we were taking a break I looked down and like she had done something I'm like oh my gosh the, the cheekbones look so good and she's like they were so much fun to do and I'm like oh I'm so glad I mean look whatever at the end of the day I'm paying her money but I do like the fact that she was having a good time with it the skull looks really good the skull looks great she just did an excellent job with the shading and then um, she at the very end like just put in a little bit of, of white to do some highlighting on a couple of places and she warned me beforehand because she's like this is going to hurt more and it definitely did partially because at that point she was going over places that had already been tattooed for you know five hours but also apparently like the white pigment is thicker mm. so it just it fucking like the rest of it was fine 
that didn't hurt that much. But that part, I actually had to like squeeze the little squeezy strass avocado that she had given me. Did you fart at all? <laughs> no, no, and I didn't bring her cookies. I was a normal person. I mean, normal people fart, Emily. Yeah, you don't do it in front of your tattoo artist. Well, I mean, sometimes you can't hold it in. Those cheeks okay, can't you know keep not, it. They want, this is not our show. We don't talk about that shit on our show. We're not shows that aren't going to be named. That's very much a them discussion. It looks really good, though. I'm, I'm very impressed. No, it was, at the end of the day, worth the hit to my bank account. Oh, definitely. And she does, like she said, to, to um, get a hold of her in a couple months because she does uh, free touch-ups at the at the three-month mark. And she told me, like, even if even if you think it looks good, contact me because I'll see things that you don't. And I was like, oh, you're like an actual artist who cares about like the longevity of this. That's that's cool. She's like our celebrity friend. <laughs> I mean, she has several thousand followers on. Instagram, like, there's a reason that she can charge as much as she does. I know. Speaking of celebrities, I still need to hang the fan fiction art because Carlos hung up all of our posters from Celebrations Past, and there's one empty slot. And I still need to one morning sneak it in because I keep telling him, like, we need to put it there. We have four. And that's our number four. And he's like, I don't know. People are going to come over and ask questions. And I'm like, well, of course, they're going to ask who drew this beautiful poster. <laughs> I mean, honestly, put it in and see how long it takes them to notice. I know. I just, I've been waiting to do it like a morning where like I have time and time is an illusion. So I, I just need to get up early and because it's still in like the, the wrapping. So I have to unwrap it, put it in and it shouldn't take long. I'm just... I'm just very eager to see how long it's going to take for him to notice, but it was cool that he was able to do that. I'm really hoping that we're able to get another poster since D23 is coming up soon. Um, yesterday was the day where you can start uh, picking your panels, which ones you want. And I think by early September is when they're going to tell you that all your dreams aren't coming true because you didn't <laughs> wish upon that fucking star. No, I tried to sign up for all the three big panels, um, the two Disney showcases and the parks panel. I just want to go to the parks panel because I want to be around the disappointed people when Chipek talks about how they're raising prices for, um, and mm. for magic keys. So... And just seeing, like, little park shit that they do. Because the Disney Parks panels are notorious for just being, like, really strange. Because, you know, they announce, like, hey, we're doing this, we're doing this. And this is a new backpack that's going to be in the park soon or something. And I think that kind of stuff is so funny. Just parks merchandise. And I always love seeing, like, what they're going to do next. And especially if they talk about anything having to do with Paris since we're going soon. Um, so that's fun. So hopefully I get everything I want. If not, then you can start lining up, I think, at around 5 in the morning. They don't allow overnights anymore. And we are literally staying at, like, the Sheridan. I think we're staying at the Sheridan where we had drinks that one night. So really close. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We got really lucky. I was able to snag a good deal. So 
hopefully everything works out. If it doesn't, then I'll make it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully you get to. Yeah, because I'm not really sure what Disney things they're going to announce. I mean, obviously, The Little Mermaid's coming soon. I think they're going to announce a live-action Hercules. Please, God, don't put Chris Pratt in it. Because um, they keep doing all those, like, live remakes of movies. Yeah. So I can't wait to see who. And or they... quote-unquote live, like The Lion King. Yeah, they have to do another one. Maybe they'll do, like, Fox and the Hound or something. Um, oh, my God. That'd be so fucking depressing. Maybe they're going to do uh, show us, like, some Pinocchio shit, and then Tom Hanks is going to be there, Emily. Oh, my God. What if we see Tom Hanks? Oh, man. I mean, actually, I would assume that they would do something for Pinocchio. But dude, I might see Tom Hanks. I'm, if I yeah. see Tom Hanks, I'm going to, I'm just going to yell, Emily Lynn says hi! <laughs> oh. Or maybe for Star Wars, they're going to announce a um, Kenobi season two. <laughs> Who knows? They'll have to announce more things. More Star Wars things, more Disney things. I always love like Celebrity Cameo USA though. That always makes me so excited. Like, okay, like which random celebrity are we gonna see? Um, so I'm excited. I I like this kind of stuff. I like finding out things before people, even if it's like five minutes before people like thrive. <laughs> Knowledge thrives, like makes me thrive. So yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I was looking at doing the, um, because they're releasing uh, Rogue One back into IMAX for a couple of days. I'm like, oh, that'll be fun. I'd like to see that one again on IMAX. That's how I saw it for the first time. It was very, very cool. I'll, I'll see I'll see my buddy Mendo on the big screen again. Ticket prices for IMAX in New York City are now twenty six ninety nine. you know, plus a couple bucks booking fee. And I went, you know what? I, I have Rogue One and a couple different formats, and I also have Disney Plus, and I don't know how to sit really close to my TV, because fuck that. That's so expensive. Yeah, it's insane. Is your IMAX really better than, like, am I? Okay, here, let me look up this shit, too. Let me go on uh, fan it, it fucking is, dango. It is as far as I, I believe it's the biggest IMAX in the country, the one in Lincoln Square, but. Still, it's insane. Cause I saw like some of our friends posting tickets and price from their not New York City one, and it was like sixteen dollars. I'm like, fucking a regular movie in New York is more than sixteen dollars. That's insane. Yeah, I've never been to an IMAX movie. Never. No. Not even like the like science ones on like a field trip. To like a museum or something? Oh yeah, but I mean, like those don't. I don't really remember those. Like I just remember seeing like trees and hearing like orangutans like jumping like back and forth. Like I very forgettable. I mean, no offense to those orangutans. God bless them and what they do. But I just yeah, what the fucking orangutans ever do you to you, Brittany? Orangutans are awesome. <clears throat> I mean, we share the same hair color, so I should be kind to. You know, my hairy friends, but 
Yeah, I'm not able to find it. Fandango is annoying because the app's slow. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Movie times. All right. That little, the little spinny thing is spinning forever. But I don't think I'm going to see it in the theaters. It's been a while since we've seen a Star Wars in the theaters. I mean, I say a while, but I think the last time was 2019. I mean, I was really, I really, like if Rogue even if it had just been like 20 bucks, I think I would have gone. That extra $7 really got to me. Fuck that. I agree. I still love, I have my special Tuesday night theater where every Tuesday it's like five bucks a ticket. Yeah, that's nice. I know. You know, we get some, get some Panera, eat that, then go to the movies, maybe get some popcorn or something. I, I don't know why movie theater popcorn is like my new addiction. I love, I've never been a popcorn person, but Mm -hmm. after, you know, Carlos and I've been dating for like 500 years now and whenever we go to the movies, um, he always gets popcorn and a soda and like I end up, okay, I'm going to have like one piece of popcorn and then I accidentally eat the whole bucket. Yeah. Well, you can have no popcorn or you can have all the popcorn. Those are the two options. I know. Like, cause there's no way that, okay, I'm just going to grab like two pieces. No, two pieces becomes 200 in like less than five minutes. And then, Oh no, I have to refill my bucket. Thank God for that. Whoever decided to, have it so that you can get your popcorn bucket and refill it for free anytime. Well, not everywhere. That person deserves a raise. Or people or things. Because that's just genius. Because it it should be treated like, you know, soda. Because, you know, popcorn is just so good. And you can't just have popcorn alone. Like, you need soda with it. Or, wa- I don't know, water? I don't know, but good soda and popcorn like that's it's like sex okay. it's good my sex is generally less greasy but well i'm very oily but <laughs> there's no star wars news obviously not because i'm comparing eating popcorn to sex I got, um, I mean, you can, you can get shit stuck in your teeth, I guess. Um, I did, because, uh, uh, so, for the past couple of years, the uh, Star Wars shop Disney has done little, like, Halloween droids. Like, there's a little droid with a witch hat. And this year, there was a little droid with, um, it's like a little vampire droid. And there was also a set of little four droids that are not costume, but are sort of halloween themed like one of them has a candy corn color scheme and a little candy corn dongle on its head another one has a little bat on its head so i ordered those i'm very excited for them to come i like halloween costumed action figures i'm looking forward to the werewolfy and the Skeleton Trooper that are supposed to be coming from the Black Series later this year. 
People are ragging on him. Like, they rag on the Christmas stuff, but I think that shit is awesome. It's fun. It's more interesting than yet another Boba Fett. Sorry, Haas. There's too many Boba Fetts. Or yet another variation of just screen Stormtrooper. Give me something in a Christmas sweater with a little scarf. Or, again, Halloween costumes. Awesome. A skeleton trooper. It is a trooper with, like, day-glow skeleton paint on it. It's wonderful. (laughs) I know I've been listening to a lot of podcasts recently. Well, because I have more mental capacity to listen to podcasts again. And I've been listening to so much blue harvest that i'm just so happy like just blue harvest is just so good it's very good you know haas and will and ian the fucking armadillo that was a wonderful story you gotta listen to the ian the armadillo story on blue harvest you know one thing i'm not really enjoying very much though is just hearing about our friend Eric Struthers and just the nonsense that he's been pulling for a couple of years that we really haven't noticed. Because, you know, here on Canto Bite, you know, we call out shit. And that's one of my favorite things about us is that we don't pl- not play nice. Like, we call out shit when we see it. So I'm kind of horrified that Eric has gotten away with murder these past couple of years. Yeah, uh, we would like to say on the Candlebite Dispatch, we are firmly Team Haas. Oh, always. I will tattoo it on my butt <laughs> that <Yeah>. I am Team Haas. <laughs> or I will change my license plate to MSU Corn just to I show. I love to know Carlos's reaction to you having Team Haas on your ass. He would totally support it. We love we, we love Haas. We're we're a Haas supporting family. Like man, you you know how like some people have like you know photographs of you know like you walk into someone's house and oh that's a portrait of Walt Disney. Like I think that we should get one of I'm Haas. sorry, whose 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 houses are you walking into? I don't know, like I I can't I think of the top ever walked into a house that has a portrait of Walt Disney. I mean, basically, it's the same thing as if you walked in. If you had walked in and somebody had a portrait of like Jeff Bezos, you would go, you know what? I'm leaving this house right now. Well, I mean, I know a lot of Disney people, and a lot of Disney people really love Walt Disney because he is fucking Disney. He's he is the reason for the season. So just that, you know, lovely photograph of Walt, just like, you know, laughing off into the distance or something. Mm-hmm. Like I've, Just like I've, if you have, like, pictures of Stalin or Lenin. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> yeah. Well, then never mind. I don't think that we should get a picture of Haas in our home then. No, I'm saying a picture of Haas. I understandable. He's great. He's got good hair, a nice beard. Is Haas going to open up a theme park, though? Is he going to open up, like, a theme park that I, that, I don't know, that consumes my life and and money? There'd be a lot of cool fucking animal-themed shit. That would be great. 
like an like there's gonna sanctuary. Like, oh, instead of instead of Mickey Mouse, you have in the armadillo. Yeah. And then Ian, like, he can take pictures with Ian, but you can't touch Ian because of leprosy. Yeah. Yeah. So you can take pictures of him just, like, the six feet distance. Like, they were doing at Disney for a little bit, and they stopped doing that for some reason. But, yeah. So, okay. I'm not sure if there's going to be any rides because I don't believe in the whole, okay, we're going to have rides over here and animals over here. So, like, maybe maybe we're turning this into not a theme park, but, like, an animal animal sanctuary. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. It could be one of those like drive through parks. Yes. And there's going to be shirts in, in the, in the gift shop that, you know, say just like different, like blue harvest things, you know, like you, you have one that says like, a wah, 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 or, um, yeah, other, other catchphrases. I want, sheesh. I, I want to buy, yeah, I want to shish. I want a one of those like license plates of MSU corn. I want uh, Will's cookbook. Can we get Will to have a restaurant there? Oh, that's even better. Yeah, he can. Him and his family can like live on the reserve, and you know the Haas can live on the reserve too with. With all the, I mean, the... it's already Blue Harvest. Blue Harvest, perfectly good name for a restaurant. That is. That's like a like a nice like fancy. Yeah. We're like, oh, where are you eating tonight? I'm going to the Blue Harvest. Oh, you what's yeah. going on tonight? Yeah. Could be one of those like farm to table places. Oh, even better. Because harvest. Oh man. You know, I I love us as a team because we come together and we create true magic. And look, Haas and Will, you only owe us some of the profits from when you inevitably do this. Nah, nah, nah I don't know. I, I don't want to be too greedy. I mean, I, I mean, Blue Harvest has brought us so much joy over like these like past like many years. So I feel like I that's the compensation I need is just okay. more, well, po- more you can podcasts. Have, you, you can have that compensation. I'll take the compensation of compensation. I've been really enjoying the Rogue Two episodes too. Like those have been really lovely to listen to. I love hearing Johnny and Haas together. Yeah, it's it's like not, nostalgic's not the word I want to use, but it it really like brings me back to like when I first kind of started in Star Wars and you know got to know everyone and you know all the different podcasts I was listening to every week and you know Rogue One was one of the podcasts where I would listen to a lot when I was working weird hours and what really got me through you know the days the weeks and just all the funny things that would happen on there and then just seeing them back together and then even like talking about collecting like I went on the most lovely morning jog on Saturday to listening to Haas and Will or Haas and uh, Johnny, you know, answering questions or talking about uh, comics or not comics. Uh, oh, yeah, comics because getting them uh, graded. Yeah. Graded. Yes. I don't know why I blanked on that. I've been listening for the past couple of days. I've heard graded more than like my work term words, but it's, 
it's just so fun. Like I love both of them. It's nice to hear Johnny again and and it just it, it's just really nice. If you guys don't subscribe to Blue Harvest um on Patreon, I think you really should. Oz is really kicking ass with all the content he has because I'm able to go back and have a bunch of stuff on my feed to download. So I that says a lot and him and Will are just fantastic dudes. Um yeah. I so. need to I need to reach out to Haas because we should do another uh Padula Raza soon for their Patreon. Just need to figure out what show we should focus on. Oh yeah. Really yeah. really I just want that because and 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 partially the whole reason I suggested the show in the first place to him is because I just like talking to Haas and that's an excuse to talk to Haas. Such a nice person. Such a nice guy. I Speaking of nice guys, actually that transition doesn't work because the email we have is from Matt Mall. But speaking of guys, hey, have email. I have a soft spot for Matt fucking Mall. What a gem Australian Michael Pappas is. Like... It was so funny because, you know, it's celebration. Like, yeah, we, we talked a little bit. We hung out, you know. But I keep hearing all these fucking stories about this legend. And I'm just thinking, holy shit. I would have never guessed. So fucking funny. Who sends a gift and attaches their business card? Like, that is in, that is like my favorite thing now. But anyways, yeah, I think we have an, have an email from Mr. Mole. Okay. All right. Mr. Fuck Mariko. He says, hello, ladies. Thank you for the delightful word of mouth lately. It's always been my goal to infamously penetrate the Star Wars zeitgeist in one form or another. I have a fuck Mary kill from you. Sandy Cohen, Chuck Bass, or Jude Law. Keep doing what you're doing. Love the work. Bye. This is a prime example of a good email because it involves pictures. I like to see who I'm fucking, who I'm marrying, and who I'm killing. This is fantastic. So Sandy Cohen is dad from the OC, played by Peter Gallagher. Have you did you watch the OC? I have not watched the OC. For some reason though, one of the other shows I was on the same time, I think it was One Tree Hill. I keep it keeps popping up on my Instagram feed. So, like, of course, I get really curious about shows, and I just like search them on Wikipedia because, like, I don't have the patience to watch for five seasons. So I know everything that happens in One Tree Hill now for some reason. And Gilmore Girls, the Gilmore Girls, they are terrible girls. I can't stand Gilmore Girls because they are both just seem like the worst fucking people. They are like fucking Rory's crying all the time because you know she's you know oh, I'm Rory like I go to Harvard I don't want to go to Harvard anymore oh, I'm Rory and I'm just like give it a fucking break Rory shit There's too much opinion to have on a show that you don't watch I know but I think you should I think because of how much you liked Gossip Girl I think you'd like the OC the OC is not as insane. But it's just definitely like in the same oeuvre. Yeah, you're right. That is one of the only shows that I haven't looked up. So I don't know what happens, who dies, 
But yeah, I feel like Gilmore Girls and One Tree Hill anyways are like kind of like too like dramatic for me. Like in One Tree Hill, like there's there are these kids and they get married in high school and then they almost get their marriage annulled in high school and then they don't. And then but Emily, they get married in high school. Yeah, don't do that. I don't recommend that at all. If I married the person I was with in high school, he's in this picture, actually. It's Chuck Bass. (laughs) Um, I don't think that would go very well. Now, I didn't watch all of the seasons of The O.C. I think I dropped out after, like, season two, maybe. I don't know how long the series went, but I only watched a couple of seasons. But from what I remember... Sandy Cohen, delightful man. Peter Batgalger is good looking. He's got the big eyebrows, but he is he's a, he's fine. I think you got I think I would marry him cuz he just seemed like a nice guy. He'll probably make you breakfast. Like fresh good orange juice. You'd live in a nice house cuz he's like a rich lawyer. That is a guess because they're usually lawyers in those shows, but I can't quite remember. The OC was a long time ago. Because that's when I watched it while it was on. Um, you got to kill Chuck Bass because he's just the worst person in the world. Like, I know he's fun on the show, but he's a terrible person. Oh, 100%. Like, just awful and a rapist. So, you know, or an attempted rapist, at least. Not a, not a good guy. So, I guess I'm going to fuck Jude Law. I mean, Jude Law's hot in a weird, oily, android kind of way. Yeah, like popcorn. Yeah. He's your popcorn. Yeah, like I'd want to wash my hands immediately afterwards. That's fair. That that hair does look a little greasy. I know. Yeah, I, I think I will. I think I'm going to switch around. I may obviously check past has to die. Yeah, like, like for first, you know, Brittany's diary's sake. I think that Chuck Bass has to die. Um, I guess I'll fuck Sandy Cohen. I don't know Sandy Cohen yet, but I'll remember that when I start watching the OC. I have to marry Jude Law. Like, Jude Law in The Holiday is one of my favorite romantic leads. And he's just so funny. You know, Mr. Napkinhead. I love that. I want to marry that. And Carlos. But, yeah. That's it. That's it for me. Thank you, Matt Mull. I gotta say, I'm looking up Jude Law with a scraggly beard. Kind of doing it for me. He's a beautiful man. Just, I'd never seen him, like, scraggly bearded before. It's a very, because he's so, again, oily android dude that was throwing me off but I kind of like it oh he has a son he's a couple kids yeah how old's his son age 24 how old is Jude Law 47 Actually, now 49. Okay. Because that was an article in 2020. 
Not bad, Logan. I like I I am feeling disposed to liking him right now because I just uh, rewatched Spy, which is a very funny movie that he is very funny in. Oh, I've never watched that. It's, it's kind of him like making fun of his normal thing. <laughs> it's I really enjoy that movie quite a bit. It's she's Melissa McCarthy is really funny in it. Um, Jason Statham is fucking hilarious in it. I wish he would did more comedy these days because that's how he like started out. But he's supremely funny, and I recommend that movie to anybody who just wants a kind of enjoyable comedy to watch. I feel like it was underappreciated. Don't laugh when I'm about to ask you this, but do you know any like good heartwarming shows that are good? I need to watch something like heartwarming. Bluey, I... watch Bluey, watch Bluey, watch Bluey, watch Bluey. I know it's a kid cartoon. Doesn't matter. Watch Bluey. Episodes are only like seven minutes. There is like 150 of them, literally. Watch some Bluey. I know. Uh... This weekend, I was over at the Dillashahi residence, and Malik was watching uh, Sea Beast on Netflix like a hundred times, and like that. I I didn't watch the whole thing, but that movie's fucking good. They're doing a really good job with the Netflix animation and just storytelling. Like, damn. But yeah, I uh yeah, Bluey. I'll, I'll oh, just watch it. I'll watch Bluey again. I'll, I'll give Bluey like, a try. Like seven minutes episodes, and then we can talk about Bluey. And it would be very hard to not become a Bluey Con uh, podcast, but we can rename I, it the Canto Bluey Podcast. I uh, I need I need your thoughts on the various characters. I need to know which of the adorable little puppies is your favorite adorable little puppy. Because there's a little adorable puppy named Snickers, who is like a little uh, dachshund, like a little sausage dog. And he, he gets sad sometimes because he can't do anything. He can't do some of the things that the other little puppies could do because of his short little stubby dachshund legs. Oh, his little wiener legs. His little wiener yeah. body can't do a lot. That's okay. And there's a cute little, uh, I think he's an English bulldog named Winton. And he is also adorable and sometimes can't do something because he's got, he's very small. And there's Bluey and Bluey is great. And Bluey has a sister who is also great. She had her little sister banjo that's a good name for a dog yeah they're all yeah they're all like one thing i like is the dogs all have kind of like dog names so it's bluey and banjo and the parents are um bandit and chili (laughs) that's pretty funny i like that and like one the like there's uncle stripe and (sighs) it's just the best show in the world and it makes me cry quite often that's crazy. It's that it's, good, huh? It is bananas how good that show is. And it's genuinely funny. There's there's stuff in there for adults. And not in like a crude way or anything, but just sort of a like a parent kind of way. Uh, uh, it's so good. I love it so much. I'm trying to think what else. Because the only other like heartwarming, let's see, I mean... Tad Lasso, which we already watch. Um, it's heart like heartwarming so often like falls into schmaltzy 
I wouldn't consider like Bake Off like something like you know feel good, heartwarming. Did you watch? Did you watch also on HBO Max the the Pottery Show, the Great Pottery Throwdown? No, maybe we have to start mm. that. That that's a good one. That it very much like Bake Off. Okay, only pottery. Okay, I think yeah. there's three, two or three seasons on HBO Max. <coughs> Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to add that to the list. I know I'm trying to find, trying to find an entry now because I know that our lovely friend Rebecca made another donation to the Amadala Initiative. So that means that I have to read an entry. And I think I had a specific entry because Facebook reminded me that 10 years ago today, I started my senior year of high school. <laughs> I don't even have a response to that. There's an episode of Bluey called Camping. You should watch the episode called Camping. Okay. She's on. She's okay. She's going camping and she meets this little French slash maybe French Canadian little dog. And they become friends. That's funny. Camping. I love camping. I don't. Fuck that. I'm not staying in a tent. I like beach camping more because like you wake up and like you're at the beach and like beaches are. I like the beach. Even though, like, I have to put on, like, loads and loads of sunscreen. And I could beach in the woods and be protected by trees. I, I'm okay with a cabin. I'll do a cabin. But I need electricity and a bathroom and running water. Yeah, running water is a must. you know I feel like this is something you could have done before <laughs> Emily I'm a very busy person <laughs> I yeah yeah. no I'll, I'll take all this shit out better not take out the bluey shit bluey no, is so no, no 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 bluey's staying here oh my god fucking love bluey it's just annoying because every entry past like like May of 2012 is like 10 pages long and I I, I don't none of that's really interesting. I like I, the one I'm about to read is just like me talking about like how I need to grow up. So I guess I'll write that because I still need to fucking read that because I guess I still need to fucking grow up. So The Diary with Brittany Brown the quote for this one is, I have to grow up. <laughs> okay. This is big changes. August 28th, 2012. I was 17, senior in high school. Summer is already over, but I am just going to review the summer and the school year. My junior year of high school was one of the best years ever. I went through my ups and downs, but in the end, everything turned out okay. This summer was amazing, too. I got a job, traveled across the East Coast, and bonded with friends. I got over some phobias and got over some of my biggest obsessions. Last summer, I was worrying about falling in love again. 
Now my only worry is one major thing. College. My childhood is now over. (laughs) (laughs) This year, I will have to stop focusing on the small things in life and focus on the bigger things. I'm captain of the tennis team now. I'm a senior in high school. I have to grow up. I have to stop being immature and find out what will make me happy. I have to find out what I will do with my life. And most of all, I have to figure out who I do and don't need in my life. And this has already started because now I know that this year will be full of losing friends. I have to keep positive, though, because my senior year should be my best year. And then I ended it with change is happening. Big change. And not even I know if I'll be ready for it all to come so quickly. I just, I mean, looking back at the the idea that going to college would make you like suddenly mature and not a child. It's incredible. I'm sure a lot of people think that. I think I probably thought that too. I was so fucked up in the head in high school that... I literally didn't think of college until my senior year of high school. Like, sure, um, we would have counselors and everything talk about, where do you want to go to college? Where do you want to go to college? Like, it was never in my head because I was just thinking about, like, boys and, like, miscellaneous shit. So when, you know, the idea of college, like, came to me, like, it, like, spooked me because, like, I realized that what have I been doing in the education system that has been bettering me these past three and a half years like absolutely nothing so i fucked that up but you know i i made it but i always i i don't have many regrets but i wish i would have taken my education seriously but also like i i was able to go to community college get my associates get my master not my master's god fuck get my bachelor's but I think all of that has to do with the high school that I went to. They were really big on going to universities. Like they, we had an assembly and they basically said like, you won't amount to anything if you only go to community college, which like really Mm. struck me and which was like really shitty because that really shaped my experience in the education system going forward. You know, I thought I was going to be a failure going to community college and I should have appreciated community college more because I learned so much and I learned, you know, what interested me and what didn't interest me and that's really shitty of you know of me to have been conditioned that way so fuck the education system like it just it's so (laughs) shitty because like so many kids are getting fucked over and then they're like little me who you know at 17 are like oh fuck what am I gonna do with my life like I mean that's my fault but still like I don't know i I just wish that I just wasn't like conditioned in my head that like community college is bad because like everything's good. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. So I, but I love to in this, in this entry, how, you know, one of the reasons why I need to grow up is because I'm captain of the tennis team, (laughs) which Emily, such a great fucking year in tennis. We won, we won CIF for the first time in 10 years. We had a solid team. I was on the, um, I wasn't on the number one doubles team. I was on the number two doubles team, but 
with uh, my partner, Victoria. She was a beast. She she was very, like, passionate, very, like, you know, Serena Williams-like, because when she would get mad, she'd get fucking mad. And, yeah, it was fun. It was, it was fun. I I loved my years in tennis. I, if you guys... It, if you guys have kids, sports, tell them to do sports. Sports are so fun. And if they don't do sports, that's okay. There's clubs. I I always push to, you know, do things that, you know, that bring people together. And I feel like sports is one of those things because I feel like, you know, it was my escape from, you know, boys or shitty friends or just shit that was going on. Like sports was always there for me. Until I got tired of it in college, but <laughs> that's another story. But yeah. I don't even think I've grown up yet, Emily. I, I'm i 27 years old and I don't think I've, I've hit that point yet. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Well, is there anything else uh, going on that we need to talk about? Oh, Sandman. People should watch Sandman. I'm not done with Sandman yet because I'm spreading it out because it fucks with my head. But people should watch Sandman. It's very, very good. Not heartwarming, but very good. Uh, way better than it is in right to be considering for years and years. People, including me, have kind of thought of it as being unadaptable. Hmm. But they found a fucking way to adapt it. And it's awesome. And yeah, I hope it gets a second season. I know. I, I, I kept hearing that it was good. So I'm glad that it's good. Yeah, that because that was a sort of foundational comic for me. It was one of the first, maybe the first comic I ever read. And it's a sort of seminal text that I go back to a lot. I love Neil Gaiman and I love those books. So I was happy that it didn't suck because if it had sucked, I would have been, I was trying, it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, it's probably not going to be any good. Be prepared for it to not be any good. So then you're okay when it's not good. I wouldn't have been okay if it was not good. I would have been devastated if it was not good. You see, that's why I'm afraid of watching High School Musical, the musical season three, because I'm not sure if it's going to be good because I fucking love that show. <clears throat> and I'm afraid to watch it. Oh well, I don't have time to watch it, which is why I haven't watched it yet. But I'm afraid it's not going to be good, and I don't want to deal with it if it's not going to be good. You know what? You would have time to watch because it's only seven minutes an episode. Yeah, but Louis, I can't watch High School Musical: The Musical is serious with Carlos because, like, I I can't do that to him. You can make him watch Bluey though, because it's adorable dogs. It's adorable cartoon dogs. If Carlos doesn't want to watch the like, let me know, and I will have a talk with Carlos. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll let you know. I mean, I I think that Carlos might still have have not beef with you, but you know, he wants he wants you know you're you're holding a film from him, and he really uh -huh. wants that film. So maybe you know I could you know wink wink tell him that hey emily will give you rights to this film if you watch bluey and that's how we can get him to watch bluey look we can't we can't involve bluey in anything that is wrong 
or adult. I mean, it's it's right. I mean, it's not wrong. Bluey, bluey, bluey is pure and it is innocent and it is sweet and it is pristine and it shall remain that I way. I mean, that's the film. But, You're just holding a, a but, very early copy of but, Bambi from him. But if Carlos doesn't want to watch Bluey, I will hit him with something. So just let me know. Yeah, no, I'll I'll keep you updated. Yeah, I'll 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 keep you updated on this. Okay. Good. Anything else? No, I I I think that's I think that's it. I'm I'm glad that we were able to come back after skipping a week. It's always weird getting back into it, you know, like putting on the snowshoes and getting back in the in the snow on the little uh, snowboard. I mean, even with two weeks, there's nothing that happened. Think of all the things that are about to happen. I mean, we're about to be blessed with the presence of Andor. The presence of Mon Mothma. Oh, every so week. Pretty. She's so pretty. All I want is just fights on the Senate floor. Like, give me all the Imperial Senate scenes. Yeah, yeah. And I will be a happy camper. Like, I, you know, cool. Everyone had their quick little lightsaber fight. Whoop-dee-doo, I'm Darth Vader hitting you with sabers. Give me Star Wars politics. Give me Star Wars on the Senate floor arguing about how the Empire fucking sucks. Like, that is my lightsaber duels. That is my battle of the heroes is battle of the senators on the Senate floor. Yeah, I don't if I see a single goddamn lightsaber in this show. I don't want any goddamn lightsabers. I don't want any fucking annoying ass Jedi doing their stupid Jedi shit. I want spies and I want politicians and I want politician spies. I don't want any more lightsabers. We don't need any more. Like, we're done. No. We can retire them. No. We can hang them on well, the... I'm not saying retire them, because I feel like in a Star Wars movie down the line, I'm probably wanting to go on one see a lightsaber again. Oh, yeah. Just, I feel like we've had, like, so many lightsabers up our asses. Like, I just, like, I want my ass. Dangerous. I want my ass to have a break. It hurts. Yeah, it's not. You shouldn't be putting in lights. It's a very dangerous. Lightsabers are not the. I mean, I guess if they have a. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they're. Yeah, the laser part is not so safe, but. They just get painful after a while. Like, just there's just so fucking many of them. Especially That's after Kenobi. Like, and then there's like two sided ones. Like, it's like a double edged sword in my ass. I mean, there's. I can't believe you went with sword. <laughs> there, there's so many double-ended things I would have thought you'd use first but sure sword well Emily where can we find you in the podcast on social media <laughs> I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind you can see a picture of my sweet ass tattoo there um, that's sweet hyphen ass not sweet ass tattoo because it's not it's on my arm but, she didn't get the Haas um, tattoo on her ass. That's good. Dude, we can get a matching tattoo on our ass. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Okay. That's like a great. Sweet. Yeah. Is it just going to say like Team Haas or is it going to be like his face? I think just Team Haas. Like just okay. to make it easy, like make it cute. Okay. 
Okay. We can do it in like Boba Fett colors. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, the podcast is on Twitter and Instagram at E8. Uh, no, that's me. Uh, the podcast is on Twitter. <laughs> this is a problem when my flow is interrupted. I only know how to do it all together. But the podcast is at Cantobite Pod. You can email us like Matt Molded, and that is CantobitePod at gmail.com. Brittany, where are you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as CantoBrit. Sounds good. So I guess, well, maybe talk to you guys next week who knows bye bye here we go yo 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 and away we go it's time to serenade my girl lindo sorry the ladies were had to say no but if i'm cheating on serena it's on canto no shame in the game make even roll one seem tame but i blame it on brit with a ginger main main yeah that's fire Love on the rocks, leaves the love on my socks Lindo fanfic, leaves y'all shocked Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock Canto bite, episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E&B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends this is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches Start off with my Aussies, Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch with Canto bitch number one Josh made it a team and had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream that made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo and throw back some brews Fish tacos and San Fran, you know we approve Rebecca from Perth, I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fruity dude, I didn't forget this is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse, be it scum and villainy King Tom, Death Watch, the most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time, so I shout a Raj too You know the list ain't complete without lesson, boo this is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name, don't feel no shame You love the fun, the games, and refresher bangs Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word, maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know, maybe ask the girls if Yaddle squirts Take your CBD, send in your top three, And you'll always be a bitch like me Get him, Eric. <laughs>